0: And welcome to FitSpeak, the Fraser Valley's only fitness, wellness, and endurance sports podcast. I'm Kevin Hines along with Zach Neufeld. We're brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi sport. Even though we are in the dark season, get a head start on your upcoming race season. Whether your goal is to lose weight, improve your fitness, run a marathon, finish a Fondo, or tackle a triathlon, here's your chance to get into a coaching program at a super price. It's the TriJoy Try for 50 promotion. You'll get a one-on-one consultation, a four-week training program, and weekly access to your coach for $50 for your first month. That's the TriJoy Try for 50 promotion. See the TriJoy link on the FitSpeak homepage for more information. We're also brought to you by Wenting's Cycle and Mission. Here's your Wenting's Word of the Week. It is Cadence. Once again, the Wenting's Word of the Week is Cadence. Mention that word to Leah, Elizabeth, Bruce, or Dylan the next time you are at Wenting's and you win a prize. It's just that easy. One more time, the Wenting's Word of the Week is Cadence. On the program today, episode three of Planet Mikey, we'll also have our upcoming event schedule, the race results from the Mission Half Marathon, and the Boundary Bay races. But first, as we head into the dark season, we have a ray of Australian sunshine coming our way in the form of an interview and fit tip, or maybe I should say tips of the week with tri TriJoy coach Brian Wilkinson. Welcome to FitSpeak 21, special guest in studio for tonight, especially for the roundtable section. We have formerly from Australia, now from Agassiz, Brian Wilkinson. Welcome to the program. Thank you, boys. Well, along with Mikey Ross and myself, you're a third of TriJoy and the TriJoy experience. But, Brian, tell us before getting into the whole triathlon thing, uh, what was your athletic background?
1: Like the typical Aussie guy, I actually was brought up playing rugby or rugby league. I started playing that when I was about nine years old and played that all the way through till I was around 38, 39, so 30 years of playing rugby.
0: So when did you come to Canada and how did you get into triathlon? I came to Canada in 2009.
1: I actually immigrated here with my family. Uh, The reason I got into triathlon was I actually shattered my ankle in my very last game playing rugby in Australia. And the doctor gave me a thirty a a thirty percent chance of running again. So I took those odds and decided I wanted to prove him wrong and that's how I actually started. I grew up watching Triathlon in Australia, watching, you know, guys like McCrock or Brad Bevan, as he's known in the wide world of sports, and Macca, watching those guys actually race up on the Gold Coast in Australia and I just loved the sport and that's I just thought why not give it a go now.
0: So triathlon comprised of three sports. What's your favorite and why? Uh, I
1: like the bike. The bike, I just hurt on the bike, and I just think that if I'm hurting, everyone else around me is hurting even more. So it actually is quite fun.
0: So the reason we actually invited Brian into this talk was a talk that he did for the Abbotsford Triathlon Club a couple of weeks ago, primarily on nutrition, but he was talking about many different points about the off-season. So for a triathlete, we would say that the off-season, at least here in Canada are more than likely the months of October through to about March or so. So, Brian, what does the off-season mean to you? How do you do things differently? Um, How do you go about it?
1: Off-season for me is a time to actually just get myself re-centered, understanding where I'm at, what I'm looking for, and refocus. It's also a time where, through nutrition, you can start trialing an error you know, look at things that work, things that don't work, you know, look at things that are actually different or that you actually want to try. Last thing I do when I get into a race is I, I want to know exactly what I'm doing, what I'm actually eating, what I'm drinking, what I'm taking on board. And the best way to do that is to start making those those mistakes now. Because it's not a mistake when you're doing in training or doing in the off season. It's a great time to actually try something new.
0: Zach what about yourself this is the off season you're not signed up for another triathlon for probably quite a few months unless you're heading off to Australia or Hawaii anytime soon and being a student I don't think you probably are what are you doing differently right now
2: I am continuing to train inside mostly on the bike Um, I'm not sure if you're indoors uh, Brian these days but I've I've been actually made fun of by some of my friends For being inside looking out at the gorgeous weather we've been having um, and experimenting a little bit with foods, So having solid foods and I'd like in the future to start using more solid foods. I've been using F2C Nutrition which is a bit differently, I haven't used that for racing yet and um, yeah so that's what I'm doing.
0: So for myself the off-season like Brian was saying is a great time to experiment and try and make mistakes um, try different levels of intensity in training try different approaches to nutrition maybe take more than usual or less than usual it's a good time because there's really no stakes other than the occasional 5k or 10k race you might jump into but seeing it's the off season you've probably not invested too much into that race so the main part of Brian's talk to the uh, Abbotsford Triathlon Club was in fact nutrition so Brian for a person who's uh, getting into the sport of triathlon or perhaps Perhaps just cycling or swimming or running. What would be some off-season tips as far as nutrition goes that you'd like to offer them?
1: I would say that you know nutrition doesn't just start when you're actually training or on your bike or out there running. It actually starts you know what you have for breakfast. Um, you know, gone on the days where it's three big meals a day. You know, the the common. Thought out there now is actually you know five to six smaller meals a day. Make sure you're getting your complex carbohydrates in. Make sure you're getting your proteins and your fats. When we talk about carbo, you know complex carbohydrates, you know the great source of complex carbohydrates is from fruit and vegetables, uh, and that's a great source. You know you can look at that. It actually sits well in your stomach. It's not a heavy food. And it's a really good source of actually
0: all your vitamins and your nutritions that you actually need. So could you make that a bit more solid for us? Pardon the pun. What would be a good starting point for a person's breakfast?
1: So a good starting point would be something like a couple of pieces of multigrain toast or a bowl of oatmeal or cereal. And you know, throw some milk in there, you know, a little bit of protein like some tuna or, or a boiled egg, that's actually would be a really good breakfast.
0: So a balance of the complex carbohydrates. Yep. And a bit of
1: protein there that you're getting from your egg or your, you know, your, your meat product or your tuna. And then you get a little bit of fat there from your, actually your butter or your margarine or your cream that you got in your coffee or your tea.
0: Now we were talking about starting off your day with a breakfast and not having these traditional three huge meals, but breaking it up. Are there any specific times a person should be looking at refueling per se?
1: There is and it's different trains of thoughts out there. So a lot of research is coming out now that's actually saying that you shouldn't eat just because you're hungry. So if you've actually got to the point where you're really, really hungry, you're feeling lightheaded, you're feeling a bit dizzy, it's too you've actually left too long before you need to eat. So they say that every, you know, three to four hours you should be having something to eat, something light, you know. You have a really good breakfast, say around six thirty, seven o'clock in the morning. You know, by 9:30, 10 o'clock, you know, have some trail mix, have a piece of fruit, you know, have a yogurt, just something like that to keep your body going. It's got everything you need in it. You know, you have got your complex carbs again, you've got some protein added into it, and that actually gets you through your lunch. Um, what I try to do is I try to have lunch as my big, uh, my main meal of the day. I shouldn't say big meal because it's no bigger than my other meals, but that's my main meal, and that's where I'm getting all my big meat or my big foods in. So whether it's chicken, whether it's a piece of steak, whether it's fish, I try to get that in at my lunchtime. Now, the reason I do that is, and I say that to athletes when they ask me, is when I have my dinner or my supper at night, it's generally at the end of the day. I finish my training, I have my supper, and then I go and either sit on the lounge and read a book, watch TV, or I'm going to bed last thing i want to be doing is feeling the way i'm actually bloated and my, my stomach just feels like it's just full because it's not good for your body to be able to digest that food and for your body to be able to metabolize all that when it's actually going into a rest stage if
0: what would you say sense. to some of these athletes for example uh now that the swim times have changed for the master swim club here in mission Athletes are jumping into the pool at quarter to eight, coming out at nine o'clock. Should they be having anything after their swim?
1: Yeah, so you can actually supplement that with things like a protein shake or, you know, a mix of, you know, chocolate milk. And the reason why chocolate milk came into the fore about three to four years ago, we, we all remember those big campaigns about chocolate milk being the next, you know, next thing since sliced bread is... Through the milk and the chocolate, you're getting your carbohydrates, you're getting your fats, you're getting your sugars, and you're also getting some protein added to it. And it's actually it's fairly light, so it doesn't just sit in your stomach. So Master Swimmers is 8 o'clock. I'll be suggesting to the athletes, try to have your dinner or your supper around 5, 5.30. It still gives you time to digest it and then get to the pool where you're not feeling bloated. Do your swim workouts, and after your workouts, you know, grab a protein shake. Uh, you know, grab some chocolate milk, just grab a recovery drink. When you talk about protein shakes, you know, you look at something like a Cassian protein powder. The reason why Cassian protein powder is it's actually a supplement, it's not a meal replacement. So people need to understand there is a lot of different types of protein powders out there. So something like a, towards the end of the night, I actually would take a Cassian protein powder because it's quite light, it gives you all your nutrients you need, it actually helps your muscles rebuild and actually just, it does the job.
0: So being a busy guy like Zach, who's balancing training with the demands of a job and being a full-time student. Zach, well, what's your meal schedule looking like? Is it as good as it could be? Is there room for improvement?
2: I think I've got a lot to learn from Brian here. Um, But meal planning, I think, is huge. Bringing, uh, planning my meals ahead and bringing food to work or to dinner, so I don't end up eating out, is definitely huge. I'm sure there are a lot of people And that out continues there. into real that.
0: life past studenthood. Exactly. What
2: did you have for breakfast this morning? Oh boy. I had uh, what's it called? Tiny little.
0: Uh, my mom called it pablum, but.
2: It's like bread. It's a French French little bread thing. I'm forgetting what it's called. Bagel now. baguette. It's not a baguette.
0: That's all the croissant, a croissant
2: ah, and chocolate milk. Okay, I mean uh, hot chocolate. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And when was your next meal?
2: I can't remember. <laughs> Did you work out today? I, I haven't worked out.
0: Okay, so uh, an easier day, and I see that you're uh, replenishing with. Uh, Amber substance in a glass. Before exactly. we let you go, Brian, a uh, question we ask most people who do interviews with Fitspeak. Question number one, your beverage of choice after a hard workout. You don't have to take the high road here.
1: I don't. Don't worry. I actually like my craft bees. Okay. You know, wherever I am, I always go to the local craft beer store and actually do that, so... In Chilliwack, we've got a couple of great microbreweries out there. You've got Chaos and Solace downtown, and you've got Old Yale Brewery down there near the Yarra's district. So, you yeah, know, they're my two favourite uh, watering holes uh, I would actually quite often visit after a, a hard workout
0: in the Chilliwack area. So ordinarily, the way we usually end a FitSpeak interview is we ask people if they could be an animal, what kind of animal would they be? We're not gonna do this. We're gonna be a bit more direct with Brian Wilkinson. Brian, usually cleanly shaven, what's with the mustache? It's Movember,
1: which means that it's
0: actually time to raise
1: awareness for actually men's health. Me, it's actually a great cause and it's actually close to my heart. I actually raise towards mental health and actually suicide prevention in men. Uh, Interesting stat or fact is that by the time that a male reaches the age of 40 in Canada, 50% of those males have actually had some sort of mental health issue or some sort of problem in in their life leading up to that point in time. I can speak from a personal perspective. I've actually had to deal with these demons myself personally and I've been very lucky that I've had good family and friends support around me and have actually come out on the other end of it. So it's a great cause. You know, I would actually strongly recommend and suggest that anyone can actually afford to donate. Please, by all means, go. Uh, there's actually a link on my Instagram account, which is B wilkinson 1608 or my Facebook, which is Brian with a Y, Wilkinson. If not, you can go to Movember and look up my name. That's Brian Wilkinson, and actually donate through
3: there.
0: Okay, thank you so much for uh, dropping by the FitSpeak Studios, Brian. Thank you very much, guys, and good luck. While some people dabble in the sport of triathlon as part of checking off a box on a bucket list, some people jump right into the bucket and completely immerse themselves for years. After 17 years in the bucket, a local athlete, and ATC coach is doing well and loving it. Welcome to a new feature on Fitspeak. For the next three episodes, we'll be featuring Planet Mikey, the thoughts and experiences of Mikey Ross. In this third episode, we get inside the mind of a champion. Find out how he views himself, how he thinks his competitors view him, and the changes that he's seen in the sport of triathlon. So Mikey, how would a fellow competitor describe you? Oh, I'm going to be devious. Well,
3: Kevin, you and I have competed a lot in a lot of races. How would a fellow competitor describe me? (laughs)
0: far too happy considering the <laughs> level of exertion in a race i could tell some stories uh and and not from years and years ago from months and months ago so we were doing a race at cultus lake and we were both having a pretty darn good day and mikey of course has a lead on me uh, not as perhaps not big as of a yeah um, but our facial expressions told totally different stories. I mean, we saw pictures of both of us after the race, and here I am wearing my mask of pain and discomfort and rage. And I <laughs> yell out to Mikey, quit smiling, or, or something <laughs> disparaging. Um, how about people in your age group?
3: Um, you know, I really, now that I am in the 17th year, I think, like I've done so many triathlons. 100. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had that shaved in my head. I should remember. Um, I think the people in my age category find me intriguing, and they find me positive. They might find me a little too energetic, uh, but you know, I decided a long time ago I just gotta be me in this sport, and I want to foster positivity. Whenever I can, it's just my thing. So I engage people in conversation. I ask them about themselves and everyone loves talking about themselves. So uh, I I think I just find that um, for me, I want it to be a positive experience. So I just try and get the best out of other people.
0: What are your biggest disappointments in the sport?
3: Well, that's interesting. That kind of seeks in with what you just asked me about how I am in triathlon. I've noticed a change in the last uh, several years, and I don't know what it's from. Um, And I'm finding it's uh, what I'm disappointed about is less people seem to be uh, enthusiastic towards others, maybe, or just to their experience when they're racing. Now, maybe they're digging so bloody deep that there's just no energy left for any kind of, you know, interaction or 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 laughter or talk, but I I've found a change and I'm just trying to figure out what it is. So I'm I'm battling it. I'm trying to be even more of that positive, crazy, fun loving guy that throws energy balls at people and gives hugs in the middle of a, a race to someone. Up at Cultist, there was a lady that was just struggling and I said I need a hug. Do you need a hug? And she goes, right here and now? I said, yeah. So there we are in the middle of the race. We stopped and we had a hug. And she met me after the race and said, that meant a lot to me. And I thought, hmm, all it was was a friendly hug to me. But it meant so much to her that I think it's worth all of us maybe thinking of just showing a little more uh, interaction with each other when we're racing, rather than it being such an isolated experience. We're all out there doing the same thing. And many of her doing of us are doing what we love. Some of us are doing it... Um, in a, you know, for bucket listing or as a personal challenge, but many of us are doing what we love. So maybe we should just spend a little more effort sharing that love with each other. I know it sounds crazy and mushy, but that's kind of what I'm all about now is spreading the joy. Because I'm like Kevin, one of the try joy boys. <laughs> so that's one of our goals. That's a disappointment to me. Uh, I'm disappointed that I'm a slower runner, but suck it up, buttercup. I'm 61. I'm not running like I was running at 45. I'm still running as one of the fastest in my age. Yeah, class, girl. Like. Man, fastest so this overall. This is Kevin. Yeah. Kevin taught this to me, folks. This is the expression, and I use it a lot with myself. Don't be greedy. It's a simple concept. Be happy with what's happening with you, and don't be greedy and expect more than's there. So, yeah, I'm slower than before. Whatever. I'm still doing really well.
0: And here's your FitSpeak 21 upcoming event schedule starting off in Mission with a reminder that Masters Swimming is now back in session. The classes are Tuesday nights and Thursday nights starting at 7.45. To sign up, just get on deck at the Mission Leisure Center and ask for Ryan. Out in Clearbrook Park in Abbotsford, coming up this Sunday, the Running Bargain of the Year. Peninsula Runners and Mizunu are teaming up for the Cross Country Ramble. It's a spike-friendly 6.4-kilometer course. It will cost you $10. That's right, you heard right, 10 bucks. Head over to the Peninsula Runner's website and follow the links for registration. For the folks out in Maple Ridge, the rec center there is offering a class called 20 20 It would be great for a person who needs a more diverse approach to their fitness routine than just running or biking all the time. The class contains 20 minutes of cardio, 20 minutes of strength, and 20 minutes of stretching and core work. Call 604-467-7322 to get more information, or just drop by the Maple Ridge Rec Center Tuesday mornings at quarter to nine. Now with fall here, so are the Wednesday spin sessions at Wenting Cycle and Mission. Show up at a quarter to six with your trainer your bike, your towel, and get ready to get faster as Bruce coaches you through a fast-paced and fitness-specific workout. That's Wenting's Wednesday nights. Finally, in Abbotsford, the Christmas kickoff tradition continues with the Santa Shuffle. That fundraiser for the Salvation Army is set to go on Saturday, December the 2nd. Go to santashuffle.ca to get more information on that one. And that's your upcoming event schedule. And that's it for another edition of Fitspeak, the Fraser Valley's only wellness, fitness, and endurance sports podcast. Fitspeak is brought to you by Wentings in Mission. Your Wentings word of the week is cadence. Fitspeak also brought to you by TriJoy, the spirit of multi-sport, featuring the Tri for 50 promotion. Check the TriJoy link on our Fitspeak homepage. Join us next time when we'll hear from Marie Lashley. She'll be telling us about the upcoming Santa Shuffle run being held in Abbotsford. We'll have episode four of Planet Mikey. Kevin Watt will be back with his Instagram shoutouts and Zach Newfeld will be too with another installment of Between the Ears. I'd like to thank Brian Wilkinson for our feature interview this week. And just a reminder for you to head over to Brian's Facebook page. That's Brian with a Y, Wilkinson on Facebook for you to help donate to Brian's Movember Challenge. Thanks for doing that. For all of the gang here at FitSpeak, I'm Kevin Hines.